Percy, we have more people openly discussing their struggles with mental health today than at any time, I think, before. In your opinion, where is the faith community comfort level with addressing mental health? Unfortunately, my friend, I think many are not very comfortable with broaching this topic at all. And as a result, uh, I think that there are many people who are being underserved or unserved in our faith communities and particularly uh, in our local churches. Perhaps this is something that we should highlight and talk about today in a conversation. And we will. Our guest will help us talk about this important topic. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Come join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Reverend P, always good to see your face. Hey, buddy, buddy, it's good to be alive and well on planet Earth and likewise, sir. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk today about this issue of mental health and how we feel uncomfortable talking about it many times in the church. So this will be, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, have we? We have not. And it's interesting that you would say that because the, the person that we're going to speak to is a pastor of a local congregation in California. And she raised the point, particularly when we start talking about uh, oncology, but it really came out of uh, a discussion with regard to what has happened because of COVID uh-huh. and how so many people have been shut in and sequestered over the last what, two and a half, three years or whatever it has been at this point at the time of this recording, that there's a lot of people who have struggled with mental health issues, but they basically were just sitting shut in. But I think that there's a correlation also with the cancer community that, you know, uh, makes sense for a discussion for sure. Okay. All right. Well, we'll hear from our guest here in just a moment. And thank you for bringing the people that you bring to the program each week. It's very, very uh, interesting to learn uh, from these folks who have gone through it many, many times. And, uh, They can really help us. They often very much help us, so we appreciate that. All right, we have a website, which many of you know, is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Those four words, health, hope, and inspiration, and then .com. And there at the website, we have free resources, including this week's featured resource, Reducing Your Risk of Cancer. Download this. Take advantage of this. Another helpful tool. And the website poses a question each week as well. And Percy, these questions, um, you know, we, we read the responses because they help us. We do, indeed. They're important to the conversation at large, but they're important to the show. They give us show ideas, but more importantly, they give us the ability to engage with our audience. We want to hear from you. We want you to know that we are concerned about you, and we want you to share your thoughts and feelings about uh, any and all things that we discuss. And as has been the case, we have a new question for today. Mm -hmm. And so we'd like to pose, Wayne, have you ever engaged with someone who struggled with mental illness And what was your comfort level in supporting that individual? I'm going to read it again. I want you to really process this. Uh, Have you ever engaged with someone who struggled with mental illness? And what was your comfort level in supporting that individual? And you don't have to give us names or any of that. Yeah, but what we want to know is, again, where have you been on the spectrum, if you will, 
of engagement and comfort level because in order for us to become more comfortable with anything, we we have to have a conversation and we have to kind of own up to where we are, where we've been, et cetera. So we'd like to get some feedback about that here on today's show. Yeah, let's help each other answer the question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Here's how. Just go to that website and click on connect and then the drop down box will give you a chance to type in your response. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, as you plan these conversations, you always think in terms of Scripture as well. So what uh, what does God put on your heart for this program? Absolutely. So with regard to the topic of mental health, what does the Bible actually have to say about our mind and being healthy and that sort of thing? Well, there's a perfect Scripture that lays this out for us very nicely, and it's found in 3 John, verses 1 through 2, and it reads as follows. Beloved, I wish above all things... Hmm that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And many of us should know or may know that the word soul is encompassing of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so when we talk about prosperity, prosperity is not limited to just natural wealth and resources. Prosperity really has to deal with being able to have what you need when you need it to do what you need to do. And this scripture is helping us to understand that, again, that I wish above all things that you would have what you need when you need it to do what you need to do and be in health. But more specifically, even as your mind or your will and your emotions prosper. So today we want to talk about how the impact of lack of mental or emotional prosperity, if you will, may be impacting us. And what is our comfort level inside of the local church from a leadership perspective? There's somebody that's sitting in our local congregations Hmm. who probably is struggling with some element of mental health and distress. Are we really addressing that? And what is our comfort level with that today? We'll meet our guest here in just a moment. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatments and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712 and the letters H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Recently, Percy sat down with the guest we're about to meet on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, hey, 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 I'm back, Pastor P., And I've got another conversation. You know, I always bring you some good stuff. And I got another one in my back pocket today. Uh, And and today we're going to talk with uh, someone that you've heard from before on a previous episode. And that is, of course, Pastor Tara McNair. Uh, She is a pastor of a church in uh, California, Fountain of Life 
Global Christian Ministry, located at 2021 Willow in Menlo Park, California. Uh, her website for her virtual services is beencouraged.net. You can reach out to her on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you're in that part of California and you're looking for a good church and a good pastor, I recommend this one right here. This lady is on fire. I promise you that. <laughs> she will set you on fire. And this woman is full of the Spirit of God. But she's also an active cancer patient. Uh, receiving treatment, chemotherapy. She was diagnosed with endometrial cancer. Uh, as she labeled herself uh, for a while, she was the woman with the issue of blood that was was not resolved and had to find out what was going on and did some things. And she's doing well and she's still processing through that part of her life. But we don't want to talk about that today. That was the last conversation that we had today. Uh, we want to talk about a subject that she brought to my attention after we finished uh, speaking and talking earlier around an issue that, uh, quite frankly, we've never had a discussion about on Health, Hope and Inspiration. But it's on the top of the minds, literally <laughs> and figuratively, of, of everyone in the commonplace and in the marketplace. Uh, but I'm not so sure if it's on top, uh, top mind of the local church, and that is cancer and mental health and wellness. And so today, first, welcome back, Pastor. It is my delight to have you, my dear. Oh, it's great to be back with you. <laughs> I know you got something that you're ready to give us, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and strike a match, and I'm gonna go ahead and light you right now. So, <laughs> look out! I know, I know you gonna. I know you got something you want to give us, but let's 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 delve into this. This is something that you now you shared with me has become kind of an emphasis and a focus that you felt that the Lord has placed upon your heart within the framework of the the local faith community and the local church of of looking at and addressing and bringing to the table a conversation around mental health and wellness. We know that everybody is talking about this today. We right, we had right. references of some very sport, famous sports athletes who in the Olympics said, I can't function today mentally. I'm not here. Uh, I can't pull it together. I'm dealing with pressure and anxiety, expectation, et cetera, et cetera. Is mental health and wellness a real concern to be addressed in the faith community and why? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it definitely has to because God has fashioned us to be like the hospital. And as such, uh, you know, we, we can't, we can't uh, there's no way that we can be the hospital and dismiss matters of the soul. Okay. You know, the, the mind, the, the will, uh, or the choices that we make and our emotions. We have to be on top of that and we have to be leaders in that and to have a uh, the people who are uh, uh, serving in a church not addressing something as significant as you know the mental wellness of the people is a is a strange kind of conflict to me. It's somewhere where we have to be, we need to be, and 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 we need to make sure that we're taking care. Of, there's something called in reach okay. that needs to happen. In addition to the outreach, now my church is very active with the the outreach part. We are in the streets. We are mo uh, mobile and virtual and all those kinds of things. And and on that note, because you're you're absolutely right, Pastor, and we and I know for firsthand, particularly for the cancer community, particularly but not exclusively, one of the big major dynamics that 
uh, believers and 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 unbelievers for that matter need to be ministered to around is is the mental dynamics of dealing with stress, anxiety, yes. uh, dealing with being told that potentially you may have quote unquote a terminal disease that you know and and we know what the scripture tells us that and and I love to teach it from this perspective and I think that's what I'm hearing you say that healing and health and wellness first starts with what's going on in our soul that above mm-hmm. all things the bible says mm-hmm. that I would desire that you would be that you would prosper and that you mm-hmm. would be in health even as your soul Prospereth. Your soul is your yes. mind, your will, and your emotions. And so yes. when we start talking about health, wellness, quote unquote, and healing, we can't leave out the part about mm-hmm. what's going on inside of our mind and our emotions. And that's what I'm hearing you say. And so with that being said, uh, why do you think uh, historically uh, there's been silence around, quote unquote, the impact of mental health that is directly correlated with obviously physical health, emotional health uh, inside of the, uh, the faith community. Why have we been silent about this? I say the thing that comes to my mind first is shame uh. or thinking that you have to be all that in the bag of chips when you, you know, you in, you in the body of Christ and you think you're supposed to be all that. That's, that even prevents people from coming in. I'm not perfect yet. And so it's a twisted understanding. You know, the scripture is twisted. You know, he he does the sanctifying after Mm. we come in. And it's a process. And Philippians 1.6 is real clear that that says that he going to be completing the work Uh he started in us until the day (laughs) that Jesus comes back. Which means you, me, and everybody else, you know, we going to be, you know, uh, on the potter's wheel. If you want to put us there, <laughs> or, or we gonna be worked on until Jesus comes back, and I confess that all the time from the pulpit. I say He working on me. Yeah. He's working on me, and whatever circumstances I find myself in, I must also know that I am a work in progress and I don't need to be shamed of where I am I just need to do what is necessary to bring me in line with where and what God has decided I should be yeah yeah I'm reminded of the scripture says that he who began he who began (laughs) a good work in you so you're right so we're we're constantly being worked on. We're, you know, just like the car that we drive, just like the refrigerator mm-hmm. that we stick our our food in. Uh, you know, it has to be maintenance. It has to be serviced. Right. You know, you yes. can't just keep driving the car and you don't put any gas in. You don't put any oil. You don't change the oil. You don't put any air in the tire. We <laughs> we are very complicated, a uh, complex uh, creation of God that needs. Uh, maintenance and needs to be maintained and there are things that directly uh, for sure and I know this for a fact when when people are told that they have cancer uh, in some cases I think that the mental impact of cancer uh, in some cases is more uh, damaging than the actual cancer it is itself because people uh, have no coping skills they don't know how to deal with this or that or the other and so when I hear you say that and I think you're absolutely right first and foremost is that we need to help to lower 
the wall of silence around this conversation and not have people feel that they're being judged or condemned right, uh, right. that, you know, God is working on all of us at the end of the day. And, you know, uh, I, I got some bag of goodies just like you got some bag of goodies. And, you know, I may be able to conceal those maybe a little bit better than you. But at the end of the day, God is working on us all. So lowering the wall of silence uh, and not uh, allowing people to feel to be made ashamed. I've actually yes. I actually preached a sermon and I have a, a podcast for those of you who listen. You can go back and archive, archive this. Uh, I will not let cancer make me ashamed. I will not let All it right. make me ashamed. Well, the same thing can be true about mental health, if you will, is that we've got to help to reduce and eliminate the associated guilt and shame of, of struggling through some type of mental anguish or stress. So I, I appreciate you sharing that uh, with us today. Along those same lines, though, Pastor, as we, we look at this, and, and I believe, um, particularly given what, what COVID has done, COVID has helped mm-hmm. to, to really take the, the veil off of where people are really located uh, with uh-huh. regard to the additional stressors and the, the supply chain and, and all of these different things. We now, you know, I see videos virtually every day of people acting out in the street, in the grocery store, on the airplane, where they're losing it. They're, they're just mm-hmm. not, they're mentally not able to, to manage the stress and the anxiety of what is happening with them, to them, and around them. And dare I say this is probably true with regard to some people inside of the local church. What say you? Absolutely. In my case, let me just shift to my case uh, and and my upbringing. Uh, I'm a a preacher's kid um, and uh, third generation. And so, but my mom uh, had uh, a mental health issue Okay. from the time that I was, she lost it when I was, uh, I think about five and a half years old. So the whole abandonment piece and all of that mm. has, has just riddled through uh, my, my upbringing and stuff. And my dad was very faithful as a pastor uh, and, a, and a chaplain in the army in terms of getting her the, the, uh, uh, the therapy and, and all of that. You know, he took care of that. But as far as the children understanding what was going on in the context of uh, her uh, being in Christ and being a faithful believer and losing it was not made clear to us. Mm. And nor was there real help or discussion around. So what does that mean about me? I was in a service once when a, a pastor called it out and said, just because that has been the history in your house does not mean that that has to be your history. Yeah. And it's, I just fell out. Huh. You know, I just fell out because that was something that had resonated in me. Yeah. Uh, even in even in Christ, that fear of, of of losing it myself, and so what we've got to do as a church is we've got to begin to create safe space, safe places for for people to be able to unwind and address the subject of their personal wellness, their personal those thoughts and those feelings that they are keeping secret they may share with two or three people or one person there's most times it's hidden it's completely hidden and so we have to get on top of that and so on that note i'm gonna ask the hard question pastor because i believe and i know a lot of ministers and i have all of my friends are ministers but if there's any one minister that i can ask this question to and and you won't dodge it i I believe it's you and i'm going to ask the hard question should believers people who have uh an intrinsic faith in god 
who who believe in the uh, you know the saving grace of the cross, etc., etc., etc. Should they ever go and sit down and have a conversation with a mental health professional, a clinician, a therapist? Should that and can that be a pathway to do exactly what you just stated? I just believe that you have to do whatever you need to do to be able to get your soul positioned uh, where God wants it to be. And I believe that therapy can be a great help. It could be a great help. I think you have to uh, uh, seek the Lord for which therapist. Okay, okay. You know, uh, I, 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 just like I, I, I sought the Lord for where my health, with, with, like I told the ambulance, uh, uh, they always ask you what hospital you want to go to. Right. You know, we have to be, we have to use that, that, that connection we have with the Holy Spirit to be able to let him direct our paths. But yes, that I, I believe that the theology, you know, the word and all of that, and the, the theoretical, which is the, the medical part of it, that, 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 I believe God intended for those two to come together at, at, at a point in time. And we are in such a, a state, we are in such a critical oh. state that we need help and up. Uh, don't get me started because the babies are in this pandemic environment that we are in. The babies don't have a voice. Yeah, yeah. It's and so true. what we're doing is we're setting them up to be as tore up from the flow up as we were when we came to Christ. And some of us have still yet to uh, deal with it and raise their hand and say, I need help. Yeah. I need help. Yeah, yeah, it's me. The it's helpers, yeah, the it's helpers me. need to say. Yeah, it's me. Uh-huh. It's me, oh Lord, that's standing in the we need of prayer. standing in the need. Oh, yes. And, yes. you know, not my mother, not my father, but it's me. <laughs> And, you know, Pastor, what I appreciate about the fervency of of your response is that at the end of the day, you're right. The hour is critical. We're you know, we're we're in a different place in a different time than the planet has ever been with regard to all aspects of health. Uh, But again, based upon the scripture that we quoted, uh, you know, we have got to make sure that we are addressing the soulish part of our being, which, by the way, potentially can contribute to our physical dysfunction of health. Yes, and that's yes. that's the component that a lot of people fail to realize that they're not separate in terms of their affect. They may be separate in terms of their identification, but they're interconnected one to another because that's how God created us. And so if we if we you know, it's like going to the um uh, to the gym and we only work on our arms, but we don't work on our legs. You know, <laughs> you know, we don't do no cardio. We just go in and we do a couple of sit-ups. You know, right. we've got to address the whole personage yes. of who we are. Yes. And that includes our mind. Let this mind be yes. in you that was in Christ Woo. Jesus. You know, yes. uh, be ye transformed by the renewing, renewing of your mind. So, your mind. you know, and you yes. know, two preachers, we can do this all afternoon. But <laughs> the point that, that I wanted to just kind of uh, put an exclamation point on and thank you uh, from the pulpit perspective, the PP, is that, yeah, uh, you know, seeking clinical professional care and help Mm -hmm. is not out of the will of God. Mm -mm. Seeking Mm -mm. clinical professional help that you have not sought the, the face of God about 
it can very well be the case. Just arbitrarily talking to someone just because they have a shingle hanging over their door, over their door is a completely different matter. But at the end of the right. day, uh, I have a free resource for those of you who are listening. Uh, please go to uh, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I've got 40 different uh, free downloadable resources. One of them is that that God works through doctors. God works through mm-hmm. the, the school of thought That's of good. medicine and science. We just need to be yes. directed to those that God has ordained for us that will be of value to us. But we can't just sit in the corner and just, you know, and wait for the ham and organ to play and, and just kind of, you know, and then we go back home the same way we came back in. God is right. calling us to a right. different day of accountability. And pastors like you apparently uh, are doing that and so as as you as we close again believe it or not my time is gone it's just gone uh, uh, as a pastor uh, in the faith community uh, to better address this what are some things that you would recommend to any pastor any minister you're not here to tell pastors what to do you know so if there's a pastor listening we're not trying to get in your business about what your call what God has told you to do because you know pastors will get like that I know I'm one of them you know well that's not what the Lord called me to do I have a certain assignment I, I get it I get it but you got somebody sitting inside of your local congregation who probably has and is dealing with or trying to address some mental health illness scenarios and so what would you you know just graciously uh, suggest that you know local pastors begin to attempt to look at and in doing inside of their local church to try to be more uh, transparent and open to the scenario of mental health and ministry to such. I believe that you have to uh, because you have the the smaller groups within the context of the church are are already kind of organized and so begin there. I think begin there where they are already gathering ah. uh, and and begin to, all right, well, this is the usher board as an example. Right. And so uh, meet with first all of the leaders and then say, we've got to get a hold on this because if we don't uh, if we don't take care of the in-reach of this body, then it's going to impact our outreach and we'll be uh, because we're here to bear fruit and that has to do with duplicate who we are, we'll be having all kind of misfigured uh, folks that will be walking around naming the name of Jesus. We have to come that away and let it happen. Make sure that the mandate is about safe places where people can share what they're really going through in small groups with people they already trust within the church setting. And then the other thing, if you have the bandwidth and and the heart for, and God is saying it like he says to, like he said at the beginning of the year for our congregation, you got to go after the kids. That's prevention work. Uh. You know, how, you know, how could you possibly call yourself, uh, you know, in, in, in ministry and such and be on the streets without also taking care of those who have no voice, who see households literally uh, in shambles yeah. because of this, all that's going on in the world. And, and so, but it, I believe it'll be contagious. Once the church becomes a leader, then people in church will then take that home mm. to their households. Yeah. And maybe there'll be a few family meetings that'll be safe places. And, and then if those that are still dealing with children's ministry and stuff, Catch them young. Yeah. That's soul stuff. Yeah. And if we can get our souls together, we'll be the the, the kingdom increase yeah. will be phenomenal. And we'll be increasing it with people who 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 look like somebody. 
that somebody might want to follow. Yeah, yeah. Follow me as I follow Christ. Hallelujah. Hey, you just heard today from the one, the only pastor, Tara McNair, and she gave us a word today, and I'm going to use this, and that is we need to deal with our inreach so that we can impact our outreach. And I think that you are right on point, Pastor. Our outreach of what we say we're doing outside may be compromised because we haven't first addressed what's going on within our rank and file among us first. And so with that, as the old folks used to say, hey, take care of your own backyard before you go in somebody else's backyard. And so uh, we need to deal with our inreach so that then we can impact our outreach. Today, uh, this has been Pastor Percy McCray with another compelling conversation. Uh, Pastor Tara, I love you to life, dear, and not to death. And I declare that you are the head and not the tail. I declare that you are the lender and not the borrower. And there is more that's coming through you and out of you. And I count it a privilege and a pleasure to be connected and affiliated or associated with you in any way today. Thank you for giving your measure on health, hope, and inspiration. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you. Of course, our thanks to Pastor McNair and to Percy for bringing us that interview here today. I'll talk more with Percy in the studio here in just a moment. According to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetime. Caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit the website healthhopeandinspiration.com Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Percy joins me now again in the studio. And, you know, we haven't talked about this before, but what a great, uh, great conversation just now to open up this topic for us, Percy. Well, first of all, I love Pastor McNair. I love her energy. I want to go to one of her church services because I, <laughs> her energy is amazing. And so with that, and of course, she's a cancer uh, patient. She's on her journey and she's had some difficult days. And she is encouraging us to be reminded around the fact that we should not forget about the mental dynamic of people and yes. that, that may be struggling. Uh, she talks specifically about her local church and the ministry of their outreach into the community and the effects of what COVID has particularly done with people from a mental perspective. But for you and I, Wayne, what's important to me in lieu of that is the fact that how does mental health uh, challenges impact cancer patients? Yeah. And, and what is that dynamic and that corollary? And I've got some information. I've, I've pulled up some research Good. just to kind of speak to that a little bit. So if you don't mind, yeah. uh, according to the National Cancer Institute, and this is where we get a lot of our data, and you can get such rich information from uh, this uh, reputable organization. Uh, their headline here, and this was dated two years ago, study links mental health treatment to improved cancer survival. Hmm. Who knew, right? Yeah. And so with that, here's a little excerpt for people with cancer who have a mental health disorder, getting mental health treatment may help them live longer. A new study suggests 
uh, in the study of more than 50,000 veterans. So the control group that they're referring to in this particular article uh, were veterans. In the study of more than 50,000 veterans treated for lung cancer within the veteran affairs system, those living with mental illness who received mental health treatment, including substance use uh, treatment, live substantially longer than those who didn't participate in such programs. Survival was also better among veterans with mental illness who received housing uh, for uh, an employment support and et cetera. So the point that I think that this uh, document is making, and we'll make this available and link it to our show notes, is that there is a corollary between the mental health of people and their treatment and improvement with regard to cancer survival. Very so, interesting study. Mm-hmm. And so again, we have to remember at the end of the day, Wayne, as you and I talk about all the time, these are human beings. They're not just robots that are going through a cancer journey. There is an emotional and a mental component to them. And being a cancer patient, I certainly understand some of the mental gymnastics that one has to navigate and hurdle. And if we're not equipped or in this particular case of this conversation comfortable in uh, being responsive to and being ready to respond to those that are sitting inside of our local churches and our faith community, we're doing them a disservice, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, for those who want to follow up more on what you just shared, that study, uh, can you put that in the program notes? It will be in the program notes and it'll be available. Absolutely. It's important information. So let's continue to empower ourselves as the local church so that we can do a better job in ministering to his people. Okay. I know I want to look at that myself. So we'll uh, we'll recommend that to our listeners. HealthHopeAndInspiration.com is where you go to get those program notes, of course. And every other thing that we mentioned here in the program, including this week's free resource, our featured resource, Reducing Your Risk of cancer. That's also available right there at the website. And while you're there, why don't you do a couple of things? Why don't you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already? Why don't you review this podcast at Apple Podcasts or on Google or wherever you go to get your podcast edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration? Or why don't you answer this week's question that Percy posed earlier? Have you ever engaged with someone who struggled with mental illness And what was your comfort level in supporting that individual? We'd love to have your response, especially after hearing today's conversation here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Go to the website, click on Connect, and answer the question this week. We really appreciate your help. Percy, you shared some scripture with us from 3 John earlier. And, you know, after the conversation just now, I think to hear this in context would be really valuable. I agree with you, my friend. And so 3 John... Uh, chapter one, verse two, very simple. And we've quoted this often with regard to prosperity of money, et cetera, et cetera. But let's, let's change this and put this in the context of mental health. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Typically, when we talk about prosperity, we talk about wealth mm-hmm. and resources, yeah. uh, that thou mayest prosper. But then notice what's attached to prosperity from God's perspective is health, health and wellness, (laughs) that thou mayest prosper and be in health. And may I say, I know a lot of people who have access to a lot of resources who are not mentally, emotionally or physically healthy, quite frankly. Good point. So with that, (laughs) beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul, your mind your will and your emotions is what makes up your soulish area that has nothing to do with how much money you have in your bank or how many cars you drive or the square footage on your house. It's talking about an internal place 
of being well and being balanced and stable at the end of the day. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul Hmm. prospereth. And so we have, uh, we really have a recommendation and we have some instruction from the word of God that we cannot ignore what is going on inside of our psyche and in our emotions. And we are living in a day and age that more and more people are stepping up and putting their hand in the air saying, I struggle with mental health and I have mental illness challenges. The question is, Wayne, are we comfortable in reacting and responding to those people when they raise their hand? And for the cancer community, as we just read, it's important with regard to the potential survivability of dealing with one cancer. So we can't just treat the body without also paying attention to what's going on with the mind. Well, we plowed some new topical ground here today, didn't we? And I really appreciate it. Thank you for bringing this to our attention, Percy. Now, you've uh, you've got some things to do and we're gonna move on here, but thank you for your time and for your expertise. Thank you for your heart for this ministry of health, hope, and inspiration. Well, if you don't mind, I'll see you again next okay. week. You got it. <laughs> and we'll come back and be strong. But remember, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. God bless, guys. And thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.